gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Shucks and Freds podcast. Just as we did last week, it's myself, Matt, and Tyler going strong this week. Tyler and Matt, say hello, please. Hello, hello please. please. Before we get started, a reminder to follow us on the platform formerly known as Twitter, uh, now known as X at Shucks and Preds. Uh, send us listener feedback to shupsandpreds at gmail.com. I will say, every now and then I uh, see a Twitter notification or an X notification uh, for a new follower, and I get super stoked, and it's almost always a porn bot. Always. So, <laughs> All of my likes. Oh, God. <laughs> it's it's, so it's the only thing. Would have been so sick. Every now and then I, I will say it is a crypto bot. Um, so you know, crypto bots and the which do you, which industry. do you prefer? Which do you prefer? I uh, I hate crypto more than I hate porn, so I do I do prefer the porn bot. Okay, I must say, I'm a man of morals. I'm fine with uh, uh, no NFT bots. Oh god, NFTs have a how do well you know, that have... crypto and NFT I put in the same. I I'm glad the, same the CFL bot. didn't do anything tied to nfts as far as my knowledge goes i'm glad they didn't like try to jump on that as like it's some sort of vehicle for viewership or something that they thought they were going to get gosh that would have been a disaster nfts man i was reading today about logan paul scamming a bunch of people with a, an nft uh, plan anyway it's anybody who did an nft is it was a scam there is there is no it's the same thing anyway Let's With party. our thoughts on NFT covered quickly and succinctly, uh, let's hand it right over to Matt, who will do a little bit of a review of Edmonton visiting Toronto and how that all went down uh, in the first game of Week 18. Yeah, so I think what we chatted about last week came to pass, which is that the Toronto defense, even when they're not quite Although I, I can't really say that Toronto didn't bring out the stops. I think they kind of played as hard as they would they they will against, you know, quote unquote real opponents. Um, but rude. they yeah, that, they, they just kind of rude. They just kind of poured it on. Um, we had five sacks, two interceptions, uh, basically like functionally zero rushing yards like 60 yards over the course of a game is might as well not even you know have tried four yards per per rushing attempt um and only you know like i said four uh five sacks as well so uh not much to take away from this one other than uh c'est la vie uh for the elks they're out and it's too bad, but you know, they had their Trending chance. in the right direction. Trending I don't know. in the right direction is what I would say. Yes. Despite but this, compared despite to this, the CFL, a twenty-two though, game like, slide, yes. Yeah, that's. The, but I don't. Well, but I don't know right what direction. I don't know what right direction. If you're like coming up to below average, it's like you're if you're going up and then you're in a plateau at below average. I'll say but it right now. I think now. that they know we, what the plan is. Okay, that's, well, that's what's nice. listen, here's what the plan can't be. And this yeah. is going to ruffle some feathers. Yes. The plan cannot be building a team around Trey Ford. No, that is the plan. He does, It has it, to be the plan. He doesn't got it. 
No, but you have to see what a team uh, built around him looks like. You have to just scratch that itch. What What would that even mean? Like what? I mean, the guy the, the same team, but with him, the QB. The guy can't throw. He can't throw. Well, he can learn how to throw. You have maybe. no appreciation for the incredible plays he makes. That's what I always, I always, I'll be honest. I do love in the CFL like posts like uh, Trey Ford with another unbelievable play. Elks trail twenty to seven. <laughs> like, uh, is is Trey Ford just t- Canadian Football League Justin Fields? No. Is Trey it? Ford runs more? Okay. Trey I, Ford is. Uh, I should say Justin Fields last season when he was running like fourteen times a game. Yeah, I, I think I think that I think they do have a plan. The plan is to because the know, Bears were that last season, right? Justin Fields, Justin, Justin Fields would run for like 140 yards, and they'd be like, "And the Bears are down 38 to 12." Um, I think you go full off season, you know, with Ford as your guy. You, you try and build around him. Um, I don't think there are many other better options at quarterback uh, floating around there unless they got something up their sleeve. They could re-sign Khalil Tate to the practice squad for like an eighth time. I don't know. That's always an option. <laughs> um, but I, I do think that there is a path. There is a path. And they uh, just got to stay With on it. With Trey Ford? Yes. Really? Yes. What in broad strokes would that look like to you? Um, and this is precluding some sort of generational talent at running back. So it would be like, so I think <laughs> like you, the no, you create, no, no you unicorns and rainbows. You reallocate money. So I feel like with a, a Trey Ford, you don't need um, a Geno Smith-esque receiver. That's just not really the offense. You're Lewis. Gonna run. Uh, sorry. You're talking? Okay. Just make sure. Geno Smith. I made Gino that Lewis. mistake a lot of times. <laughs> you don't need a Geno Lewis-esque receiver. I think like downfield threats, um, clean route runners isn't exactly your your game. You're going to deal a lot more with like pick and pop. I think um, Kyron Moore is a great guy to keep around. Um, guys who work well uh, working back to the ball or away from the ball with the scrambling quarterback. Um, and then uh, maybe build out a second uh running back option um some guy who just kind of gives trey ford a backfield mate uh kevin brown i think is option one is a strong option one but maybe somebody else who's uh catches the ball out of the backfield gives him a good check down option bring james butler back back oh sorry my brain is staring at the BC score box. Bring score. him in for the first time. Yeah, bring him in for the first time. That's we will be talking about the BC Lions running game as well. Uh, but that's what I think the offense looks like in very broad strokes is like a pick and pop heavy, running focused, um, quick hitter offense. Okay. In theory. Uh, I don't see it. I don't know that there's. In theory. Yeah. Even in theory, I'm having a hard time picturing it. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm just saying the path is there. Even from a theoretical standpoint, don't get it. But yeah, okay. I yeah, I'm, I'm not there with you. Amazing, but... con- amazing content, John. Came, just this is I really am great. trying to think through it. <laughs> I really okay. am trying to see it in my mind's eye, and I just can't. 
I'm the I'm the middleman here. I I can I agree with Matt's not understanding necessarily that that's how it's going to work out. But I agree, John, that the options are limited. So you're just trying to find you're you're looking for the, the positives. I, I I feel like that's the move though. Yeah, because like realistically, I mean, I mean, have you seen a player out there that you would? That other teams are willing to let leave that, is the big thing. You know, there's going to be plenty of free agents. That's the thing. You, a lot of these teams can recreate themselves in free agency every year. But is there another quarterback out there that you would say, oh, okay, was... like this guy I think would be worth taking a flyer on over uh, Ford? I like, think. Okay. I can think, I throw something out at I you, think... John? Okay, go. Either option – if they're available, I don't know other contracts. Powell Schiltz. Ooh. Would you take either of them over Trey Ford? Yes, of course. <laughs> no. They're real no. quarterbacks. Yeah, but I mean, if we look at nah, I mean just give in. Let Trey Ford it flow has, Trey Ford has, a, Trey Ford has a better touchdown interception radio to uh, Taylor Powell, just saying. And Matthew Schultz. Okay, I, here's what I think for the Elks. I think next season... Better John, completion percentage than both John, and more rushing yards. John, you're, you're right. <laughs> they, they need to have Trey Ford get a full offseason with the first team, build around yes. Trey Ford. However, they need to have a plan for... If they if they start off the season, you know, 0-3, 0-4, 1-5... That they need to have a, a plan B. I, I, I know most teams do, say they do, but they actually don't. They genuinely need to have like a, a, a second addition. The, the way that what the BC offense came in with uh, the way that BC came in with Evans this year. They just gotta have a. They just have to have a solid back. They have to have a solid, not necessarily a, a, a backup quarterback that is as good as as Evans, but they just need to have an idea of how the offense can run differently without Trey Ford. Because the problem is, if Trey Ford gets hurt, or if they start off zero and four and zero and five, and they need to put in a different quarterback, they need to have the offense prepared to play a different way. You can't just not have them. You, no, you just go uh, Trey Ford starter, Caleb Evans backup. Um. Antonio Pipkin, third string. There. I just set up the <laughs> Edmonton QB lineup. Does it? Why don't, why, don't, why don't we find out what Speedy B is up to and bring him in as a quarterback? That'd be awesome. Speaking of Speedy B, I do want to point out, I've been thinking about this for a long time, um, Silas Bolden, who currently plays for the Oregon State Beavers, is going to be a CFL All-Star in about three seasons. So just keep your eyes out. You heard it here first. He's going to be Speedy B Part 2. Just a side note. Um, guys, ready to move on to the next game? Yeah, let's yeah party. quickly though, we'll say Trey Ford, 169.5 yards. Uh, he was over. Well over, in fact. 220. John. The game of the game of the week. Game of the, game the season. Of the game of the season? So this was a pretty, this was close to being the the game of the season. Game of the season, incredible, isn't it? Great when something lives up to the hype. Uh, Winnipeg and BC go to overtime uh, with Winnipeg coming back down ten uh, with what about three minutes to go. Um, 
and then they get the dub in overtime as they score first, and BC cannot uh, come from behind. Incredible ending to the game after Winnipeg tied it. Dom Rhymes nearly scored a game winner, uh, but was uh, chased from behind, brought down uh, short of the goal line. A lot of things happening from behind in this game. Just an incredible game on all fronts. The quarterbacks played well, aired the ball out. Um, Brady Oliveira with another incredible all-round performance, uh, 67 yards on the ground and a touchdown, 85 yards uh, through the air. Um, I think, like, I mean, not to pat ourselves on the back, but BC's inability to ice this game, uh, I think, comes down to their inability to run the MF in football. Yeah, it's Mizell, I don't, I think what it is. They just can't run the ball, so they couldn't they ice missed. the game. No, 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 no let's, uh, To no, be let's, fair, let's, Vernon no. Adams was less than efficient. Um, uh, wasn't complete, didn't complete a high percentage of his passes that we did. Keon, Keon Hatcher was a was a bit of a, a dud this game. Oh, and don't I know. Yeah, but when that's the thing, though, like, yeah, Keon Hatcher wasn't great. But, you know, when you have Katoy, Hollins, and Rhymes. I will say, and I feel like I'm vindicated uh, at this point in the season, they definitely should have traded Lucky Whitehead. Like, 100%. The fact that they didn't is crazy. What, do you, what would you trade Lucky Whitehead for? Offensive uh, line? Something. O-line? Running, another running back. Well, I mean, a big Without thing looking, with, with how, many yard, how many hundred yard receiving games does Lucky Whitehead have this year? Two. None. He has one. Ah, split the diff. He, he's gone. He's gone. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's gone under forty yards eight times. That seems insane. <laughs> I feel like he's the odd man out. I identified it early, and I'm just taking this opportunity to point that I was right about that. Um, but other than that, the game was incredible. Takes, guys. Um, I I, I think the receiver, who is it that was running towards the end zone and just couldn't get Dom in? Dom Rhymes. Yeah, Dom Rhymes was two years younger. He They win the game. Oh, if he wasn't coming back from an injury this season? Yeah, two, two years younger and he wasn't coming back from an injury. They 100% win the game. Um, I think it's, I, I really, that that was such a, I, I, the D coordinator for the Bombers looks is so lucky that they made that tackle because how do you allow the way that it happened? How do you allow that much? Yeah, space? you don't try to make a play on the ball. Though. Oh, it's just so bad. But uh, what? But but now it's an awesome play. I mean, it's an awesome highlight to look at now. But I'm sure he was shitting himself when watching Dom Rhymes run to the end zone on that last play. Um, I do also. I want to say I love how like commentators and fans like always expect athletes to be like so hyper vigilant of the clock like they're reviewing and they're like if he had caught that ran 10 yards and immediately <laughs> downed himself they could have attempted a field goal but the time ran out it's like no i was thinking about touchdown dude the you catch that ball and you're running for your damn life like what are we talking about here yeah, you you're in the middle of the field <laughs> also, like let's what, cut the guy you, some can slack you imagine the the scenes if he got in i mean come on you go dude, for the ends. you go for glory. you go you like what i like, think you got it that 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 is the reason when i sent out today my cfl hustlers that's why bc is there like they lost the game but they hustled. 
they tried and they wanted to win it. They didn't play. They wanted they didn't to win. Play, a lesser they didn't try to lay it up. Would have missed a field goal or got <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit closer and then not hit the, uh, not been able to convert the hail mary. It's like yeah. you you have the type of culture where a guy says, "I'm going to put the team on my back and I'm going to win this," and he totally could have. I I don't think everyone who is is commenting that this was you know some huge lapse in judgment. I don't see it. I think he saw an open field and he didn't make it. Like barely you, got you, caught you from take behind. Risks. You take risks. That's how you run a, a football team. I don't know. It's entertainment. You got to go for it. He was balling. He just went for it. It was sick as yeah. fuck. I love um, it. They came up short. Uh, BC's obviously really good, but a Winnipeg is just a more complete team. I think that's what we said in the lead up to it, and I think it proved to be true. But we uh, deserve, we deserve seasoned. we deserve this game in the playoffs. Unfortunately, they're more seasoned and more comfortable playing from behind, um, just because they've been there before. I mean, they've gone to three straight Grey Cups um, for a reason. They're uh, just a organized and confident squad. So I feel like. This game lived up to everything you could have imagined. Uh, really just quite quite a fun time, and uh, I hope we get to see it again. Do you think Dom Rimes was running to that end zone thinking, I don't want to go to Winnipeg in the playoffs. I don't want to go to Winnipeg in the playoffs. I don't want to go to Winnipeg in the playoffs. <laughs> I think so. Also, though, we do have to say the Winnipeg D-line came up huge. Six sacks for 44 yards. They and just, just got and just stuff, stuff, Stuffing the run game as well. The O-line for BC did, did had no push. No. They did. They did. But that game was incredible. Um, and yeah, hopefully we see it again. Uh, who wants to talk Hamilton Sketch? We can really just move past these games about as quick as we want. Oh, first, sorry. This, I mean, this uh, does player have performance spreads. Player yeah, performance sorry. spreads. Uh, who was more yards, VA or Zach Caleros? Uh, we all picked VA. And after it's... the first half, it certainly looked that way. Uh, but it was not to be as Zach Caleros uh, had the most yards in this game uh, with. 389, I believe. Uh, and now let's talk uh, Scatch Hamilton. You're right, Matt. We shouldn't skip over this. I mean, so I, sent, I saw a tweet today from uh, Britton Gray, one of the writers, beat reporters, and just said that um, same old, same old intensity at practice. These guys don't, they're, they're not fighting. Like, how could you, this would cement basically cement their playoff picture yeah. and, and push Hamilton out. They knew, or sorry, not Hamilton, hell, Calgary out. They knew that Edmonton was out. And so they just have to bear down, knock it out, like just get her done. Hamilton's not playing well. Uh, definitely beatable. Uh, they got, they were, you know, getting to the quarterback. They were, you know, early on, they were, Showed a little bit of fire, um, but then they just rolled over. It'll be and so the the only reason I want to briefly chat about this was because huge implications. We'll talk about it in week nineteen, Preds. This is this is a team that could absolutely piss away the next two games and lose the, a playoff berth. Hundred percent. So why did why did you say the Tiger Cats weren't weren't doing well? What? You I just t- think they've, you know, between. I think they've just been 
middling. Uh, you know, Taylor Powell has been. I mean, they did beat BC and Winnipeg in the last like five. They did, to be fair, they've been more impressive. They've been than on, we on think, a hot but streak. They, 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 but definitely a beatable team. Beat three West think, teams in, in the last. I think five, what so, I would say to that is that I think the impression that they have no chance of beating Toronto has skewed what they've accomplished this season. Are, is, Same with Montreal. Is, is, is Hamilton the only is the only team? If Toronto and Hamilton both beaten all teams in the West, I think that's actually a, a statement of fact. I think Ticats have beaten every team in the West. That's wild. That is impressive. But yeah, I think uh, Saskatchewan. That would be. See, I'm I'm on the opposite boat. I think they limp into the playoffs, and then Just I'm worried that they massacred. get a victory. No, they win. Oh. <laughs> Well, here's what I also think is I think that BC could drop one to sketch. That's what I'm worried about. 100%. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> but we'll they talk did about it. it when they we did to, happen this year. When we get to Calgary. If, they don't, if they don't run the ball well, which is the thing that they often do, then they could lose to any team in the playoffs, to be honest, if they're running for 30 yards. That's what I'm worried about is BC just kind of because you know they can be volatile, and if they have a, a down day. And they just kind of maybe fall apart. I, I, I'm just worried about it. I'm just worried, guys. Um. Finally, let's uh, say T's and P's to the Ottawa Red Blacks. Oh, sorry, Matt. Player performance. Dolagala, 1.5 interceptions. He was under zero. Wow. The goose egg. Good for him. Didn't help. Didn't no, really it does. play enough, which I yeah. don't think we took into account. Well, we'll I see. did at least. I thought. Anyways, he, go he for really, it. He really just had not a good one. He had not a good one. Um, but yes, finally, uh, on uh, Thanksgiving uh, Monday, Ottawa just gets sent to the woodshed um, in a horrible performance. The worst offensive uh, performance of the season by any team, in, in my opinion. Just anemic. Yeah, it was horrific. Uh, Dustin Crum and uh, Nick Arbuckle combined to go uh, 14 of 26, um, which isn't good for 162 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, um, just nothing really to write home about in terms of Ottawa's performance. Um, and then on Montreal's end, a pretty impressive outing uh, from Cody Fajardo, uh, just clean, 28 of 32, 272, a tutty. Of course, he had to throw an interception, just kind of his M.O., uh, wasn't going to let him go away. And, and Tyson Philpot now healthy, uh, really emerging as a huge, huge option, uh, an explosive target uh, for Montreal. So kind of exciting. Um, what happened that, to Dustin Crum running the ball? I, I remember like when he started, like, that was kind of like an aspect of his game. I remember in the Winnipeg win, he ran for over 100 yards, I think at least, at least a touchdown, maybe two. And he looked like that was like a key component of his game and was like why he might succeed because he could do both. But he just stopped. He just started running it less and less. And I don't know if it's because of injury or just because they are out of the playoff picture. But it just like seems like he gave up on whatever. Yeah, was... I think he was just getting fucked up. Yeah, I think he. I th- like he just was like, if you recall those early games, he was taking some pretty nasty hits. He was, so I think... I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm pulling up old box scores. You know, nine rushes against Toronto. 11 rushes against Winnipeg. He used to run the ball. This game, zero. Yeah. Last 13, week, like, 13 two, rushes two against. Yeah, 13 rushes against uh, Hamilton. Uh, I think that 
when it became evident that he was going to be their long-term quarterback this season that they decided to stop him running the ball as often because they just couldn't afford. Now, did it help in the long run? No, but I'm guessing they said, listen, we can't go to Nick Arbuckle uh, full-time, so it's going to be you, so we can't have you get hurt if we can avoid it. Um, yeah, like I said, it didn't help, but... And then, uh, again, Cody Fajardo just has to be, like, not throwing lots of interceptions, and they, they can win games. The You know, that's the rest. He's this. I think he is the most game-manager quarterback in the CFL this season, but it's working for them. I mean, it's working. They're 9-7. and seven. It's not, like, act like they're, you know, world beaters, but, um, you know, I'm sure they'd rather be 9-7 and seven than, than looking like the, the Red Blacks. Facts. Matt, let's have a discussion we are having on uh, the GC earlier today. Let's do it. The, about the uh, Ottawa head coaching situation. You proposed the idea that Ottawa you know should move position. on from Bob Dice, <laughs> uh, which makes total sense in the context of Ottawa losing uh, again uh, what they haven't made the postseason for four years now. Yes. Um, they're just not a very good team, uh, and unfortunately, having the makings of not being a good franchise at this moment. Um, I disagree. I will say that I think that without coaching, without head coaching turnover elsewhere in the CFL, to go into another head coaching search a year later after choosing Dice as your guy. And you're just, you'd be rehashing the old candidates you already said no to, I think is sort of a desperate move. Um, You have to push forward with dice, hope for some more turnover, and then give yourself more options maybe uh, after next season. Um, I think that now is not the time to do it just because you're limiting yourself to what you already know you didn't want to select a year ago. Now, obviously things change, um, but for that reason, I think you stay with dice. I think two specific things are changing. Cut. Which is the availability of the Dickinson boys. Ha! I, I mean this sincerely. At least one will not be returning. And I really do think that I think that Dave Dickinson is a good coach and. Obviously. Um, great coach. <laughs> He is legitimately a great coach. I think he is a good coach, and he's been at. I was. I looked up. I didn't realize how long he. I mean, obviously, he's been head coach since 2016. I didn't realize how long he'd been in Calgary, and I think a fresh start would do a body some good. And going into Ottawa, hopefully, having a little bit of rope. You, this could, is insane. It will just never happen. Oh, why not? Never. Nah, never. I, nah, never. I mean, I love like this idea. I love the idea, but it's just not uh, based in reality. Dave is never, he's never coaching anywhere other than Calgary. Craig, maybe, but why would you hire Craig? <laughs> no disrespect. I don't mean that, you know. No I didn't disrespect. Mean, I didn't um, mean to sound that bad, but I feel like that's, you know, I think it's clear at this point, and rightfully so, that Edmonton is going to stick with Jones. Yep. Um, and then in Hamilton and uh, Montreal, now, you know, relative to Toronto, you know, they're still not top dog in the East, but I think it's clear to say that those coaches have done a good job of building, you know, winning teams uh, that have given respectable showings 
and then obviously BC Winnipeg, um, BC Winnipeg and uh, Toronto are all just chilling. Um, so I just feel like unless you felt like you could get your hands um, on one of those, you know, more prestigious coaches who was, you know, up on their contract or something like that, there's no reason to rush into it right now. And like you mentioned, Matt, no reason to fire somebody and then have to bear the weight of a football ops cap hit um, going forward. Yeah. As unfortunate Fair. as that is. Unfortunate as that is. Um, uh, any other thoughts on the Red Blacks? They're still my boys. I won't I, lie. I don't like the Red Blacks. I'm out. Okay. Uh, I, would I don't. Be... I did, I'm out. I've been out uh, on the Red Blacks was yeah, last year. Yeah, I, I don't like. I just don't like. Other than the Masoli's line, I, like everything else about them, I just don't like. They kind of just gave up. On, you know, I understand they got to protect Crum if that's going to be your guy. But you know, now they're not. Now he might not be the guy. I don't like. What are we doing? Like, let the guy play. He's the guy. Is he? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. That's a, yeah. I mean that it's he's not the guy. I, I I mean, I just I don't know what what the plan in Ottawa is for quarterback. You just I would think you can't go into next season expecting solely to be your quarterback. Not that he won't rehab and not that he won't give it a go, but the expectation has to be that. I think he should retire for his health and his well-being but yeah that definitely is a possibility but i just again i don't see like you're going to have to give a relatively unproven person a shot it would seem because caleros isn't going anywhere kelly's not going anywhere um va is not going anywhere realistically mayor's not going anywhere I feel like maybe Schiltz is the quarterback in Ottawa next year. I don't know. I just don't know. That's there are, my pride. There are some teams That's my pride seem, right now. There's, there are some teams with next season that seem kind of like certain about what they're doing. And then, and then there's teams like Ottawa where I'm just like, well, I have no idea. No, no clue. That's going to be Like BC is going to roll out even no matter what happens the rest of the season, they could lose in the first round. They're going to roll out the same team next season, or at least try to try to keep it together. Same thing, Winnipeg. I think Skatch will just stick with Dolgal and try to run it back and maybe add a few things. But there are teams like Ottawa that just seem like completely lost in the sauce. I hope the Elks don't head that way. The Elks seem like they're all maybe onto something. I don't know what that thing is, but I really hope they don't get into the the red black spiral. Yeah, no good. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk Pred standings. Um, standings stay the same. Matt in first, John in second, Tyler third, Peter in fourth. Tyler, now you have a two-game lead on Peter, but the gap between you and I uh, between second and third is three games now. Uh, and, of course, I'm on Matt's uh, tail by one. So going into the final few weeks of the regular season, the race is tight. Uh, plenty of opportunity uh, for positions to change. Um, I believe it was a golden week uh, for who myself, uh, Matt, uh, and myself and Matt. Um, yes, two of us. Tyler, you went two and two, uh, and PDB went one and three. Oof. 
Or no, sorry, two and two. You both yeah, went two. Yeah, and two. both two and two. Okay. Okay. That's what we got. Um let's uh Matt take a look at the player performance standings uh picks. Yeah, so uh we each got two. So the standing remains the same. Uh, John, you at 18, me at 15, Tyler at nine, Peter still yet to, yet to play. Yet to come on the pod and got to come on the pod. Yeah. We don't do the, we do, we let him, we, we are out of benevolence. He's allowed to pred games over the phone happens, (laughs) but not the player lines. This is what happens. Pete sending your preds. Oh, did I not already? No. <laughs> Literally, to be fair to his credit, he goes, really? And he pulls up the WhatsApp and he had the preds texted out. He just never sent them. <laughs> so he was thinking about it. Jeez. He was thinking about it. Um, so with that said, let's get into week 19. A lot at stake here. Uh, in this first game uh, between BC and Hamilton. BC needs to win to keep up the hope of a home uh, playoff game uh, with Winnipeg on a bye. Um, so they're they're just fighting uh, to keep, stay in the game. Uh, nothing's going to be decided. And then Hamilton needs to get a dub uh, to keep their hopes of a home playoff game. So uh, for two teams uh, currently chasing uh that or sorry, I don't mean I don't for BC not a home playoff game, but uh, to possibly host the Western final, get that buy. And for Hamilton, it would be a uh, home playoff game in the Eastern semis. Um, so with that said, Matt, who's going to win this game? Oh, sort of feels like BC might take a little bit off the gas. Really? No, I no. think the exact opposite. No, I don't. Think so i don't know um i do think bc is gonna take this one Uh, i think they can score a lot of points against hamilton i think they're also gonna give up a lot of points um i do believe that the passing leader will come out of this game at least (laughs) let me rephrase that the team with the most passing yards this week will come out of this game i don't know how many quarterbacks Hamilton's going to run, um, but I, I, I think there's going to be a lot of air time. Uh, but I do think BC is going to take this one. Okay. It's obviously BC. Uh, they're gonna obviously win. They're BC. Gonna... See, I don't yeah. know that it's obviously BC. I don't know if it's obvious. If we recall the last James, time. James, you... but, James Butler absolutely the last just time threw it back in their played. face last time they played. Hamilton crushed their butt, so I think BC's got motivation from that end. I think they got motivation. Uh, they're going to feel like they let one slip away against Winnipeg. Uh, so they're going to come out firing. Um, and I just think they get the job done. BC wins the game. All that being said, I'm loving the Thai Cats right now. Ooh. It's, a home, it's, a home, it's a home game. They've beaten every team in the West after beating Skash last week. James Butler crushed BC last time. I don't think... I don't think uh, I don't think uh, the Lions. It's not that the Lions won't play well. I think it'll be a really tight game, but I do think the Tie Cats are going to hang right there with them. Um, Tie Cats defense has been really, really good the last few weeks. Um, only giving up fifteen uh, at stamps, thirteen to Scatch. I'm thinking Tie Tie Cats squeak one, maybe like a game winning field goal. I'm going with Tie Cats and like a, a razor wire one, but a fun game. Also, they're super motivated. 
They're one game behind. Oh. All, they, they they only need one one little slip up from from the Alouettes, and then they get the and then they get the Alouettes uh, at the end of the season. You know what I mean? They that's can get, true. If they can get level with them, I mean, that's going to be I mean, that's exactly what they're going to be saying in that room. If they can get level with them, and and the uh, and the Alouettes lose to the Elks, it means you are going to have a chance to play them straight up for for the second in the East uh, to end the last week of the season. So I really do think it hope it they actually win because it sets us up for an actual meaningful game in week twenty one. So I like that. Yeah, I like that thinking. I also need to catch you guys in Preds, so that helps. Them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like that's where you just get reaching. I don't think I'm reaching. I think I really do think the Tiger Cats could could win this game. Uh, so for me, it's like more of a coin flip game. So why not just go with the Tiger Cats then? Uh, and player performance Pred again. Oh, see, this is this is a tough one. Okay. But I think I'm gonna lean into. Over under one point five quarterbacks oh. attempting a pass for Hamilton. For Hamilton, oh, hammer the over. Hammer the over. <laughs> you both take it over. Sometimes you make it too. Sometimes you make it a little too easy. Not that that's, too that's, easy. That's well, no. I mean, it's a great one because well, they did it. Like, they they did it. They. Last well, week. they did it last week for the first time. They had two. They had their two guys healthy, and we're like, "Let's go!" Um, but I think the over. I think you hammer the over on this one. Okay. What are you I'm taking? The, I'm going to take the under. Yes. Okay. okay. These. Sorry. When when Matt was speaking, I must say about this matchup, this the BC Hamilton game. I zoned out there for a second because I was shocked. To learn that Sketch and Calgary have not won since they both won in week 13. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five, un- five, five games skid for the Riders. Remember that Riders were six and five at one point, and we were like, all right, the un- Riders. Believable. Um, so these two teams. The meet- West, look at, I mean, look at, just look at the standings and look at the streaks. It just, like, what's happening? Like four teams in the West on losing streaks. Four team, uh, uh, only the only the Red Blacks on a losing streak in the East. It's crazy. It's insane. The world we live in today. World we live in is insane. Uh, there's no way around it. I will say, I don't necessarily think one game is a losing streak. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But point taken. Um, so I mean, battle for the final playoff position. Things are not done. Um, Calgary can still do this. They would have to, and they get stomped by BC and Winnipeg in the final two weeks. Yeah, they can do that. The, it it is like this. I must say, the path for Calgary is totally feasible, which is that 100%. they they win this game, have to win they, this game. They play a resting BC while Toronto just beats Saskatchewan with their C squad, which will totally happen. Um, and then Calgary plays a resting Winnipeg. Like, well, but I think it's even easier than that because um, if Calgary wins wins out, even if Sketch beats Toronto, you're Toronto, right. yes, Calgary is in with a tiebreaker because yes. they would have won two to two to one over the season. Um, so. 
But if Saskatchewan loses out, Calgary only has to pick up one of the two of BC and Winnipeg. Which you'd have to think at least one of those will be against resting players. So that being, yeah. sa- that being said, are you going to pick Calgary? Um, I am going to pick Calgary. Whoa. I feel like while they are not a good football team, they do have pieces that I trust more to eventually come together. Defense is bad, but like in theory, there's a world where Jake Mayer, Michelle, Bagleton, Carey should beat Saskatchewan. They should be favored to beat the this rider, this uh you know, version of the Riders. Where, which, where, where's the game being played? Uh, this game will be played uh, in Calgary. Mm, Calgary, two and two and five at home, but Sketch is two and six on the road. Yikes! <laughs> and yikes! Something's got to give. Um, all right, I I will while John zigs, I will zag. I will go with the Riders to snuff out the Stampeders. I think that. Uh, I am fully given up on the Stampeders. Um, I think wow. An anemic performance against the Thai Cats. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not feeling it. They, they, you know, they have. They're kind of healthier than they were early in the season, but it's still not doing anything for them. You know, their offensive put out in the last few weeks: 15 points against the Thai Cats, 11 against the Owls. Uh, what was it before that? 23 against the Elks in a loss. I'm just, I look, I look at their offense and it hasn't played well since, since week 14. And I'm just, I'm not believing that it's going to pick it up against the Riders here. I think the Riders will be motivated to end their season. Um, I also just think that six, they can't lose six in a row. I know, right? That's how you get. <laughs> sure, sure they sure, can. Surely math, math says that they should win this. This they finally do their due one. So I'm going to go with their due one, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Saskatchewan. To get into oh. the pl- get into the playoffs over the Stampeders, but and snuff them out in Week 19. See, man, I I want to pick Calgary for the the excitement, you know, because yes. this would you know Saskatchewan has a chance to put them away. I do think though that. What I saw out of Saskatchewan, if Saskatchewan had played Hamilton straight up, I would be 100% with you, Tyler, hammering that. But I think there's just enough in the tank for Calgary that they're going to put one over on Saskatchewan. Um, We'll see. I don't know if they're going to win out. We'll see. Um, Is Winnipeg on a bye this week? Yes. Yeah. Um, yep. So we'll see if BC can, if they do end up winning. Um, if they do end up winning, I think it's going to be really, really difficult for Calgary to to beat Winnipeg then um, uh, in the, the final week is, is that is still going on. Um, I, yeah, I, I just think Calgary's got this one. I, I, it, it is kind of feel, that feeling's in the air. Yeah. Okay, player performance prediction for this one um, is going to be a little boring, a little boring, uh, but 
it will be, I think, a determining factor in the game. Over under 301.5. Make sure to get that 1.5 in there. Matt. I got it. Passing yards for Jake Mayer. Ooh. Under. I'm oh, sorry. It was much. No, <laughs> don't apologize. That's an un- that's a big old under for me. Jake Mayer over 300 yards passing. Under, obviously. Over. Over for me. Over for me. Mostly because the way Tyler answered that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tyler. Elks, Edmonton, Alouettes. Montreal. Uh, Elks got nothing to, nothing to lose here. Montreal got everything to lose here. Um, <laughs> which, which is true. Um, so... I don't know about this one. Is this a trap game? The, you know, the the Elks have <laughs> Elks got no pressure. They got nothing. The season is the season. Do they want to go out with a whimper or out with a bang? As far as the Alouettes, you know, they got Hamilton has been played well enough to put themselves in a position to at least challenge them for that second spot. And they play the last week of the season. Ah, what happens? What would happen? Okay, situation. BC beats uh, the Tie Cats. Elks beat the Alouettes, and the game at the end of the season. If they have the same record, what does it go to? What's the tiebreaker? I would have to look that up. Okay, so I'm wondering what the tiebreaker is like. like uh, hmm. For for the so if they both and go if they go into that last game of the season and the Alouettes still have a one game lead over them, what would be the what would be the, the going on there? So uh, interested interesting to know. The Alouettes have been playing really well. It would be foolish, but to be fair, it's been against the Red Blacks back-to-back weeks. I don't know how much stock to put in that, but they played well against the Stamps. Really, when's the last time the Owls actually played a real team? Uh, Toronto, uh, week 15, three-point loss. They played well that game. Um, oh, I want to go with the Elks so bad, uh, but I just didn't see enough from them last game to, to, to warrant uh, an upset pick. So I'm going to, I'll stay with the, with the owls. I think the defense is just playing really well right now. Okay. Matt. I, it's gotta be Montreal for me. It, it has to be, it has to be. I want to yes. bring this up about the Montreal Alouettes. I'm picking the Alouettes and I want to say, all right, he didn't have an outstanding game this week. Uh, Mr. Walter Fletcher. Um, he was fine. 14 Monsieur, carries, Monsieur 40, 43 yards. But I just feel like we are being deprived of Walter Fletcher on the football field. He is a fun, interesting, uh, exciting player. And my man has gotten like 45 carries and 22, 21 receptions this year in six games played. I feel like Stanback has not been good enough to requ- to you know not get Fletcher on the field at all. That's just my take. That's all I've got to say about that. I would like to see Fletcher get more PT. That's nothing to do with the fact that I drafted him in fantasy <laughs> this year. He's already he's off my team. But uh, I would have liked to see him get more PT. That's all i got to say. But yeah, Montreal all the way. Okay, Tyler? I said the oh, No, it's back to you, Matt. Oh, oh yeah. No, uh, player no, preds. Player, player, player preds. Kind of want to do a Cody pred. Kind of want to do a Cody pred. Cody Fajardo over uh, over under 249.5 passing yards. I oh, love that. 249. Oh boy. Over. That, that's about that's about right it is 
average. Over. I think he's over. I think he's gonna. I think they're gonna be have the lead and be able to run the ball a bunch. And I think they want to want to save Cody. I don't think he throws thirty two times like he did against Ottawa. I think it's. I think I'm going under. Okay. I'm gonna take under as well. Okay. I think the game script will not be for him to throw a lot. The script, of course. <laughs> All right, Matt, take us home. Make it short and sweet. Well, this is a tough one. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, is is. I said, it, Matt, what, it, I agree. It's a tough one. If, if it wasn't Toronto, like if this was the Winnipeg or BC B team, I would say maybe Ottawa has a chance to sneak one, but no, it's it's got to be Toronto is just too, too hot. Too hot. Do we have to say it out loud, Toronto? Toronto all the way. Now give me a player performance spread that oh, knocks boy. my socks off. Okay, let's see here. We got to think of a good one. I'm thinking. Ooh, okay. All right, this is a wild one. You ready for a wild one? Wild okay. thing. Bum, bum, Combination bum, of sacks, interceptions, and fumble recoveries. Holy oh, Hannah. Oh, my God. This man's a madman. Must be stopped. <laughs> 6.5. For the Toronto defense? But for Toronto defense. 6.5. Sacks, Over. interceptions. Over. If you're, giving me, if you're giving me all of the things, over. Over. Hell, if you said sacks, I might have even thought about it. <laughs> over for sure. Okay, yeah. I'm taking under. <laughs> <laughs> for no other reason than just because of how passionate we were about our, our, our overs. Exactly. Over. I love that number. That's a perfect one. Um, okay. Uh, with that being said, uh, let's... Yeah, I mean, give us a brief fantasy overview. Obviously, the season's over. We called it last week, so we're we're not we're done. I had a great season. I had, I had another great performance. You did have a great season. Um, okay, then that's that. Uh, any final things before we log off and let these people uh, go on? Yeah, we got to actually do weekly weekly leaders. Oh, weekly leaders, of course. Sorry, there is more to do. Hmm. So John starts off with passing. Jake Mayer. He has to. This is the time. For me, Vernon. Yeah, it's got to be VA. I hope it's not because I have to play the Hamilton defense this week. You or unless we just agree that. Unless we agree that we're just not setting lineups anymore. Can I set the. We're not setting lineups anymore. It's over. I want to call it. I want to say the Ticats Cats as a team, though, will have the. You know what I mean? Like I think the Ty Cats will have more passing yards, but I'm worried that they're going to split it between two quarterbacks. So I can't. No, no, I don't see that happening. Are you going back, Tyler? No, it's just I can't trust a pick a player. I want to pick the Hamilton quarterbacks, but you I don't. You may not. So I can't. You mayn't. So then it's then it's VA. But I do think the Hamilton could potentially have a good chance of throwing more. But yes, I All right, receiving yards. Is that me or you? A rushing. Rushing. Rushing, I'm taking A.J. Ouellette against plays, the Ottawa. If he plays. Right, it's okay. Risky. It's getting tough. It's getting tougher. 
This will be really fun next I season. am going for Jamal Morrow. Ooh, there we go. I feel like it's a classic Tyler play. Play the hot hand. <laughs> it's a classic, classic Tyler play. Are you going to go with Jamal Morrow as well? No. James no. Butler? Mm, that's a smart play. Yeah, I'm going to go Jimmy B. Jimmy right, B. Tyler, receiving. Uh, receiving. Oh, ho, 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 ho. It's it's BC receiver roulette, which is the worst. Uh, it really is. Just can't trust it, but it's going to be what it is. Um, I, which means I want to try something else. So we're getting to the end. Let me give me give me a. I will go. I gotta go wild card here. I'm just looking. I'm just looking. I'm looking. I'm joking. I'm looking. I know. I know who's taking this. Give me a second here. I'm going to go with Tim White. Great pick. Very good. I got Hot Hand as well. Or actually, it's John's turn. Sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Uh, you, it's your turn. Tyson Topot. I was, that's a good one. Uh, Markin. I'm taking the yeah. Hot Hand for me. I like that. I like that. Me he's, you know he's going to get thrown the ball. You know he's going to okay. get targeted. Uh, and defense, uh, let's all say it at once. One, two, three, Toronto. Toronto. Montreal. Toronto. It has to be Montreal Toronto. has been pl- – their defense has been playing very well. Oh, yeah, because they got to play the Ottawa Red Blacks. Well, they get to play the Edmonton Elks, and they suck ass. No, dude, Edmonton <laughs> is turning – Edmonton's doing something crazy this year. Not a lot of people are paying attention. Yeah, that's correct. Well, that's true. That's true. Not a lot of people, people are paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> <Fucking> haters, haters. <laughs> All right. That Tyler. you set. I mean, you set yourself up for that one. I just remembered we nearly stopped the show before doing what we promised to be the most electrifying segment of the year, which is CFL teams as European nations comps. So the rules are quite simple. We say a CFL team. And then we go around and tell what we think European nation they represent is. No, this needs to be its own thing. This can be uh, <laughs> this can be after this the season wraps up. Day, week week after the Grey Cup. God, we're just gonna push this off. We're teasing the people. You know this is why they <laughs> turned in tuned in. Um, okay, week after the Grey Cup, European nation CFL pod. It's going down. Um, boys, <laughs> anything else before we sign off? No. All good. All good. Nope. All right. People, follow us on Twitter. Send us an email. Leave us a five-star glowing review. uh, And we'll chat with you next week. Peace. Peace.